Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Let's join Pastor Brett preaching from the Gospel of Luke. Two weeks ago, Pastor Mike preached um, on the previous section of this text, which was Peter's confession. And he confessed that Jesus asked them, hey, who do people say that I am? And they said, well, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, some say another prophet. And Peter chimes in and he says, hey, we, we say that you are the Christ of God. A very significant title, Christ, the Messiah. And so Peter makes this bold confession, and we looked at that two weeks ago. The next passage that we're looking at right now this morning, after verses 21 and 22, this is all one conversation in the text. Now, I know that as we go week to week, it might feel like these are all different, isolated sermons. But this is one conversation in one moment, in one specific time. And so this is very important for what we're going to hear today. So Peter says, you are the Christ of God. And then Jesus says in Luke 9, 21 and 22, he says, look, the Messiah is going to suffer. I'm going to be rejected. I'm going to be killed. And I'm going to be raised on the third day. And then right after that, Jesus says this. Let's read it together. Luke 9, 23 through 26. And he said to all, if anyone would come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and of the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Now one caveat here. You know, as someone who preaches, every preacher is better at preaching a message than he is at living the message, right? And you all laugh, so I think you know that that's true, right? So what I'm about to preach and teach from God's Word, I believe is true, I believe it's right, but does that mean that Brett has mastered it and that Brett is the epitome of examples for you this morning? No, it does not. I'm really sorry to disappoint you. You probably came in here looking for the epitome of all examples, and unfortunately, that's not me, that's Jesus, Okay, so what I'm about to teach you, I am teaching myself. What I'm about to encourage or maybe exhort or maybe even challenge or maybe even push you is a message that God's been pushing, challenging, and exhorting in me for weeks. Okay, are we good? So don't hear anything this morning that, man, this guy's being hard on me. Man, I hope he's living this stuff out. You know what? I'm trying, and I know you are too. So just that little caveat there that um, what we're about to look at this morning might be a little bit uncomfortable, but uh, this is what the text says. So, Peter's made this pretty bold confession. And it's interesting, if we confess something, we're declaring it to be true, we're almost stating our allegiances, and Peter does that, then Jesus says, okay, I I hear you, you confess who I am, that's great, you're right, it's a true confession, and then he immediately follows up with, just so you know, Peter, I'm about to suffer, I'm about to be rejected, I'm about to be killed, but I will be raised on the third day. And then right after that, he says, but, and if anyone wants to follow me, and then he says, look, he's basically saying, look, I hear you, but the road that I'm going down is a road that ain't gonna be easy. Let me explain that a little bit for you. And that's our text this morning. Jesus addresses all. So as we look through this passage, we're gonna see that he's laying out, basically, if you wanna follow me, here's my terms. Here's the terms of following Jesus. Here's the cost of following me. And he's also going to, we're going to see three descriptive things 
that help us understand what it means to follow Jesus. And then after that, we're going to look at three warnings that Jesus gives after he gives the cost. He says, there's some warnings here that I want to make sure there's no, uh, no misunderstanding me, okay, is what Jesus is saying. So let's look at this verse by verse, and let's unpack it together. Verse 23, and he, meaning Jesus, said to all, and this is primarily being said in the company of Peter and his disciples, but there would have been other people around listening, and so this is really addressed to everyone listening. And we remember the, the conversation of the context And so Jesus says, if anyone would, now all three of those words are important. Uh, All words are important when you're studying the Bible. So if, if is a good word to think about. Now if, that means if you desire to follow Jesus, okay, then you have to understand these terms. Anyone, this means this is an invitation to follow him that's open to anyone. So anyone can follow Jesus that offers on the table. But he says, if anyone would, and that word would means desires, So if anyone desires to follow Jesus, then Jesus says, then here are my terms. And what does he say? He says, anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. So here we see the three key phrases. Again, if you're studying the Bible, always look for the verbs and always look for the action of what's going on. So deny yourself. If you've got your note guide, that's where we're going to start this morning. And notice that those are two separate words. It's not yourself, it's your self. We're denying the self. Denial of self is the idea here. Number two is to take up your cross. And number three is to follow Jesus, your Lord. So we're denying yourself, you're taking up your cross, and we're following Jesus who is your Lord. These are the three main phrases, the three descriptive things that Jesus is saying. Deny take up and follow. Those are the three verbs. Those three verbs are then qualified by a few other phrases. We're denying what? We're denying ourselves. We are to take up what? We're to take up our cross. And we are supposed to follow whom? We're supposed to follow Jesus. So as you see how you break this down, you begin to see what it means and how we apply it. And so let's look at each of these phrases now in more detail. So deny yourself. This literally means to refuse or reject selfishness. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. How many of you guys have ever been selfish? Really? Okay. Yeah, this this side of the room was not as selfish as this side of the room. I don't know what's up with that. So, me too. But this is the, the, the word here in the language literally means to reject selfishness. Man, what a time of year to be talking about selfishness, huh? We just got done celebrating Thanksgiving on Thursday and on Friday is the most consumeristic, materialistic day in the world. And Cyber Monday and all the other things and it's all about me, isn't it? And it's all about more stuff and it's all about what we want and feeling good and all these types of things. And so what does it really mean to reject selfishness and deny ourselves? I know we've all probably heard that phrase. You've probably heard this passage before. But what does it really mean to deny yourself? Well, there's two nuances here when we talk about denying yourself. The first one is a denial of the idea that your life is your own. We're denying the fact that your life is not your own. Your life is not really your life anymore. If you are a believer in Christ, the Bible says in Galatians 2.20, Paul says that I have been crucified with Christ. Do you know what crucifixion means? Death. So Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
So see, believer, the life that you have, the your life, is not your life anymore. The old you has died. You've been crucified with Christ and the life that you now live in your flesh, you live in Christ. That means that the purposes of Christ are now your life. The will of Christ is now or should be your life. The pursuits of Christ should be your life. So the pursuit of Christ and his life is contrary to the pursuit of our life, isn't it? The things that I want to do in the flesh are contrary to the things that the Spirit wants to do in me, and we'll see that in just a moment. But the idea here is to die daily. I know that might sound weird, but spiritually speaking, very practically speaking, we are to live dead in Christ. (laughs) To die daily, meaning every day we wake up and we say, it is not me that lives, it is Christ who lives in me, therefore I'm living in Christ, I'm living for Christ, it's not about me, it's not about what I want to do with my life, it really is, Lord, what would you have me do with this life that you've allowed me to live as you dwell inside of me? So believer, you belong to Jesus, and you live to serve him. You live to serve his purposes, whatever those things might be, and it looks different for every one of us. We live for his purposes, not our own. One commentator says this very well. He says, it is natural to think habitually of ourselves, remembering others only when their needs inescapably confront us. But Jesus is demanding that we habitually think of others, only occasionally remembering ourselves. I mean, how many of you would say that you often think more of other people than yourself? How often do you process life, your money, your decisions, your time through the lens of others or yourself? So that's the first way that we are to deny our self, is to deny the reality that we don't get to call the shots anymore. If you're a believer and Jesus really is your Lord, that word means master, and a master tells you what to do. Now, we don't like that idea in America, but that's the biblical idea of submission. And we know that we're submitting to a perfect king, right? So that he's not a tyrant, he's not mean, he's not cruel. And so submitting to him actually should be a joy. So that's the first way we deny ourselves is deny that our life is not our own. We don't get to call the shots anymore. Jesus calls the shots in every area of our life from this point forward. The second aspect of denying ourself is the denial of the flesh and the sin nature. This is the idea of waging war against your sin that we see in Galatians 5. Paul says, but I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. And so this is so much easier to read than it is to live, right? I mean, to crucify our flesh with all of its wants, with all of its desires, with all of its passions. I don't think we need to raise our hands in here to agree that the flesh is a raging monster, isn't it? It's always wanting something that's contrary to the Spirit of God. And that can look different for all of us. That's the way life is. But the biblical command to deny yourself is to say, I'm not just going to let the flesh rule me anymore. The Bible says that if you are in Christ, you are no longer a slave to sin. You are a slave to righteousness. But we still have the daily battle, don't we? We wake up every day and there's temptation everywhere we look. There's temptation where people can't see us. There's temptation in places where people can. 
And so our call to deny ourselves is to live in a place where we're more interested in doing the things of the Spirit than the things of our flesh. And that's an ongoing daily battle from now until we reach eternity. No one will ever master that. But in Christ, we have the power through the Spirit to overcome those temptations and overcome the flesh. But the question for us this morning is, are you willing to wage the war? Are you willing to fight and battle to defeat that sin? This is what Jesus is saying. If you want to follow me, you are acknowledging that your life's not your own and you don't just get to live in the flesh anymore, that you're going to battle your sin. Jesus says, are you willing to do that? And that was the first way that he says to follow him. The second way is to take up your cross. Now, we've got the cross up here today um, because I think it's a helpful visual reminder. You know, in the Roman world, the cross was an instrument of torture, suffering, shame, and it would have been one of the most brutal and humiliating ways to die, to be beaten, naked, completely shamed and humiliated, and to be nailed to a cross was the ultimate form of punishment in that day. And so today we look at the cross and we go, oh, that's a nice little wooden thing. And many of us have a necklace and we just, it's lost on us, I think, in translation of what this thing really means and what it meant in the Roman world. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.